Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Experts on Demand, a podcast from iHeartMedia Wheeling. I'm Corey Klug, and joining us this time around is Kelly Loudon from Rumor Loudon, pretty much talking about some things to look out for with your heating and cooling system, well, more so your heating than anything else this time of year, before it becomes a problem, before old man winter becomes a real pain in the you-know-what. Now, before we get into our conversation here today, just want to remind you a couple ways that you can listen to this podcast. You can go to newsradio1170.com and choose Experts on Demand in podcasts on the drop-down menu that you're going to see, or you can search Experts on Demand Wheeling on the free iHeartRadio app if you want to go that method as well. So, Kelly, welcome back. Appreciate you, appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you very much. I um, wanted to talk about some things to check and be aware of before winter hits and it's an emergency. So um, even though it was 80 degrees yesterday, <laughs> it will you will need your furnace eventually. Yeah, it, it felt so nice yesterday, but just the fact that it's not going to last long is just... No, <laughs> no. and this time of year when it does get warm, it's usually not humid and it, it's just wonderful. And then, bam, <laughs> we get hit by exactly. the cold weather. So one of the simplest things you can do is just make sure your furnace works. So don't wait till it's an emergency and then you're like, oh, no, you get that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach because you wake up and it's cold. So make sure that it works, you know, bump up your um, thermostat a little bit and make sure that your furnace cycles so that it comes on, it it heats to um, your thermostat setting and then it cycles off and and make sure it does that a couple times. So um, that goes a long way to avoiding an emergency because then, you know, if it's not operating properly, you can get a service call in and you don't have to, um, you know, worry about pipes freezing and things like that. Um, So another thing we find this time of year is sometimes you need air conditioning during the day and then you need heating in the evening. Right. I heard um, one of those, uh, you know, you might be a redneck if that comedian. I don't know if I'm allowed to use his name, but I heard him say one time, if you have to use your your heating and air conditioning in the same day, you may live in Ohio. Or, or even West Virginia, for that matter, just anywhere in the Ohio Valley. It, it just seems like we're in that gray area at the moment, especially with the weather as it is right now. When it's, it's just, it, I'll just ask you this. Wait, what's your best advice for those people struggling with that gray area of, okay, when do we go to our heating full on and just cut off the AC? Well, if you have, there's thermostats out there that'll do it automatically for you. So if you have your your thermostat set on auto and then you set, say, your heating at uh, 73 degrees and you're cooling at 71 or within that area, okay, so then it'll switch back and forth automatically. But what we have happen is some people don't have that type of thermostat and they have to do it manually and they forget which mode they're in. And they'll call and they go, oh, you know, my my air conditioner won't come on or all my heating will come on. And then we show up and it's set in the opposite mode. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the thing is, you want to keep track of what mode you're in. And always remember, this is the easiest way to remember, you always turn it up to be warmer and down to be cooler, no matter what mode you're in. Okay, so if you can keep that in mind and then <laughs> because it, we don't like to charge for those kinds of things either. And people are, you know, kind of kill the messenger when that happens. So just keep keep track of what mode you're in. And remember, you turn it up to be warmer and down to be cooler no matter what. Um, and so that'll hopefully help prevent a nuisance service call, so to speak. Um, or, you know, you could upgrade your thermostat. Mm-hmm. That might be the easiest thing to do. Good deal. So. Um, also, this time of year, uh, always check your filters. <clears throat> I can't not stress enough, and I, I almost beat it to death, the subject of checking and changing your filters, because your ductwork is like the lungs of your home, okay? And that filter is catching the return air, anything that it's sucking in, and it's catching on, in that filter. So if it gets clogged, it can't breathe. Yep. So it puts stress on your components, so it can cause component failure, whether it's fan limit switches or in the cooling mode, it might be capacitors or um, things like that. And, and so you, you have to make sure and keep those um, cleaned if they're like washable or if they let the fiberglass throw away that is like one or two inch, you really need to be changing those monthly. Um, and then if you have the four or five inch filters, um, you know, accordion type, then you need to check those at least every six months and, um, maybe change them yearly. You know, each house is different because, you know, if you've got fur babies, you're going to need to, you know, check those filters and change them more often. If you put new carpet in where they're ripping up old, you know, that creates, puts a lot of fibers in the air. Um, if you're remodeling and you're doing drywall work. Um, there's going to be a lot of things in the air for that filter to catch. So you need to make sure. And what really is frustrating or I feel bad for people is like they'll call and we'll say, well, you know, we try to have them check some things first. We'll say, oh, have you checked your filters or changed your filters? And they go, I have a filter. But it's good that we're bringing this up, especially yes. especially at this time right now, because I, I, I never would have even thought about changing my filters at the moment but my wife and i recently became dog parents a couple months uh-huh. ago so yeah I, I should really get on that yeah yeah have a have a look at it anyway um and then if you know and each like i said each house is different so you know, you don't know how much infiltration you get from outside um if you live near a road especially like a dirt road in the country you might get more infiltration of of dust um you don't know how much is already in your ductwork that keeps recirculating. So, you know, it's just a good idea to really keep an eye on them and, and make a point to uh, clean or, or change them, you know, as needed. So we have some houses because we do we do offer maintenance agreements so we can help people remember that stuff and do the cleaning checks and so on. And, um, you know, we, we have some people that can go 18 months and then we have others that need it every three. So, you know, it, each house is a little different. So just figure out what kind of house you have and, and keep in mind things that you're doing in around your house and your fur babies and, and make sure and keep up with that. And just another thing with the filters here real quick, not only does it help with with, with your fur babies or any other kind of pets, but, it, but, but does it also help in terms of... Of, of trying to trap viruses in the air because because that's pretty much been like the hot thing about the last year or so. What can filters do against viruses, especially these days with COVID? Right. 
Well, actually, that was in a previous podcast. So, <laughs> but, 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 just, but just to reiterate, sure, for uh, sure, yeah. Um, so, filters in and of themselves typically do not stop viruses because they are a smaller particulate air that they can't um, capture. Mm-hmm. However, um, there's UV lights that you can install in your duct system. We we install them, um, and that um, uses a scientific. There's there's, <laughs> and I can't recall how each one of them does it, but. Um, there's UV lights and there's something called an eye wave. One of them, um, you know, like removes the uh, a certain atom that they feed off of and they starve to death. And then um, the one of them um, uh, works in a different way to uh, destroy the the virus. So there's um, you know one use ionizing. You can't even. It's so interesting because with the eye wave, you cannot even tell it's on. But it is working and it can remove odors. And um, we've had people who like they, they buy a house and it has certain odors in it. They put this eye wave in and within just like a day or two, even they the, the, the odor's gone. Mm. So um, so there's two ways. One, you know, the, the black light or not black light, but UV light, which they even use in um, sewage treatment. I mean, that's how effective it is. And it. The only thing is you have to change the bulbs every now and then, and they're about $100, okay? But the iWave, there's no maintenance. So, you know, one is more expensive to put in, but there's no maintenance. The other one is less expensive to put in, but you have bulbs every couple of years. Definitely kind of like that yin and yang kind of exactly. thing. You get kind of taking the good with the bad. Exactly, exactly. So um, there are ways to do it, but typically filters is not it unless you get there are filtration systems that uses combination. Mm. So they'll do a pre-filter, another filter, the UV light, and it's like all in one. And that takes some adaptation to your ductwork. So you usually have to make metal fittings and stuff. But they are also an option. Good deal. Okay. All right. So um, <clears throat> getting on to, okay, we've talked about filters and making your system work in the first place. So let's talk about um, the different types of heat and the things to be aware of with each of those. So um, basically anything with a flu, you're going to want that exhaust gases, whether that's through um, three or four inch PVC pipe um, or whether it's a double wall flu or triple wall flu or whatever. If your furnace won't work, you need to check your flus and make sure they're not blocked. Bird's nests, wasp nests, um, thick spider webs. Uh, we have some from, found some really interesting things in those PVC plastic pipes because kids tend to like want to put things. So we've like found Easter eggs. In oh, the- really? <laughs> And um, rocks and, you know, toys and, and different things. I, you know, who knows what they're, but it's funny. And then it will block the flu and then your safety will shut it off. Because it, if it gets blocked and it's still working, they can back up those carbon monoxide gases. And, you know, that's bad. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, make sure your flus are open and clear. And um, now with a high efficiency gas furnace, it's easier to check because, again, it's just the PVC pipe and it's not this big, long um, flue or chimney running up the side of your house. But regardless, anything with the flu, if it gets blocked, it can cause you problems. So that's something um, you want to check. If you have an LP gas furnace, um, you're going to make sure that your tanks have fuel in them because we have calls every year. Um, one year it was even with somebody who owned an oil supply company and their oil tanks were out of oil. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it can happen to anybody. Yikes. You, right. 
So you got to make sure that your tanks, um, your LP tank has fuel in it. And uh, and you want to do that before, again, it's an emergency because sometimes they get really backed up and, and can't make the delivery, um, you know, as quickly as you might need. And then uh, with uh, an oil furnace, same thing, your tank, you want to make sure you have oil in your tank. But what you might want to do, too, is... Um, you know, usually an oil tank or an oil furnace has an oil line and it has a canister with a filter in it. So you want to make sure that filter's clean. Um, and then there's a nozzle inside the furnace that sprays the fuel oil before it ignites with these igniters. So unless you're really, really handy, I really recommend you use a professional on an oil furnace because you have to check airflow. If not, those things can get sooted up and put that soot in your house and cause all kinds of problems. So I recommend a professional with that. But um, some people are really, really handy and, and they can do those things. But you're going to want to change the nozzle yearly, the oil filter yearly. And with your tanks, what can happen is you're better off to have a full tank through the summer. And here's why. If you um, have an empty tank or a, a not full tank, what happens is you can get condensation inside that tank as it heats and cools and heats and cools, you know, mm -hmm. that causes condensation. So then the inside of the tank will rust. Okay. And then, then those rust particles get down in the oil and then they can start clogging things that don't need to be clogged. Ooh. Okay. So, and, and one thing, one, another way you can check your oil and make sure there's no moisture in it uh, sometimes people's tanks rust they're, or their caps not tight and they can get water in it and that's bad news too. So um, usually there's some kind of drain valve and you put it in a clear glass like mason jar and then have a look at it and see what the quality of the, the oil is looking like. You don't want any water in there. Um, <clears throat> so those are takes care of like LP and natural gas furnaces and oil furnace. So let's talk about heat pumps. There's some things to be aware of with heat pumps too. So you have your outdoor unit. It looks similar to an air conditioner, and it's providing heat. It's drawing heat, heat from outside air and transferring it and using it to heat your house. I talk with my hands all the time, so I've bumped the microphone if anybody can hear Oh, you're that. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, it's so hard for me to talk without moving my hands. All good. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to not talk with my hands either, so I feel you. <laughs> well, I don't feel so bad then. But um, you want to look at where your gutters are draining. <clears throat> and if they're not draining properly and they're leaking, you know how like they overflow if they get leaves in them and stuff. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that that water is not running onto your outdoor unit because then when it gets cold, it freezes. And that ice can build up on your um, build up on your fan blades and then they try to run and then it could crack them and break them. So that's not good either. And then sometimes we get that, you know, that ice, you know, sleet that then wants to build up on everything. So what you can do there is just take some water, not boiling water, we don't boil, want boiling water, but just some warm water out of the faucet, and you can dump it on top of that heat pump and, and melt that ice. So, um, you know, and, and we usually have that kind of sleet at least once, twice a year. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we get calls because, oh, my outdoor unit's making a loud noise. Well, it's probably your fan has ice on it. So go ahead and just pour water over that. But then you don't want that gutter leaking and and on there either and yep. then it freezes solid and that can um, affect it too now we do have some people say well can you cover your heat pump well you can but you need to keep four foot clearance around your top and your three sides the two sides in the front you need to keep four foot clearance um, in order for it to operate properly 
um, with its airflow and distribution. So um, another thing with the heat pump is when it, it does build up ice and then it defrosts automatically, okay? It's doing that as part of its heating process. But um, it has to actually go into cooling mode every now and then, and then it melts that ice off there. This is automatic. Well, people see it the first time, and it's like looking like it's a rocket trying to take off because it makes all the steam, yeah. and there's steam <laughs> coming out and everything. But that's perfectly normal. Um, that That's perfectly normal. Um, but it, <laughs> it, it, and people have it for years and never see it to go into freeze defrost. They'll say, I never knew it did that. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's perfectly normal. Uh, so th- those are the types of things that people can kind of look at and, and take care of themselves, you know, checking their flues, their filters, their tanks, um, checking for the environment yep. around, the, around the units. And make sure that you can get to your furnace, that it's not blocked by stuff in your basement. <laughs> That's the, 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 thing or especially those Easter eggs. Yeah, those Easter eggs. <laughs> those Easter eggs. <laughs> I, 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 I can only I can only imagine what it would have been like, especially if there was candy inside that egg. You had like the perfect place to hide an Easter egg for your kid, and now it's now blocking it's been a couple months furnace. and it's melted <laughs> and blocking your furnace, which is yeah. never good. Yeah, no, no good. So it is. This is an interesting um, profession, that's for sure. We run into some really really interesting situations, but um. So hopefully this will help people save some money. You know, we hate to charge um, for the simple stuff. We really do. Uh, And (laughs) so, you know, if you have fuses, too, you know, you want to make sure a fuse didn't blow. Some furnaces still use fuses. Sometimes people are shut shut a switch off for some reason or they're dusting their thermostat and they'll catch a button that they, you know, didn't mean to press. And so, you know, check all those types of things first. Um, there's thermostats. Some some thermostats use batteries. So if your if your screen goes blank on your thermostat, you might want to check to see if you have batteries. And if so, make sure and change them. Now, you do want to make sure and change them in the correct position because if you reverse them, you'll short out the stat. Yep. So um, you want to make sure and do that correctly as well. But so that's the goal, just to kind of help people. Um, check things out, maybe save them some money. But if if service work is needed or it's something more complicated, then um, call a professional. Absolutely, and especially a professional like you guys. Yes, yes, like Rumor Loudon. Um, we have an office in Barnesville and an office in St. Clairsville, and we are licensed in West Virginia. So, um, and we hold, actually we do not only residential, but commercial as well. So we hold six commercial licenses in the state of Ohio. Now, you so. mentioned earlier, a couple minutes ago, sometimes the fuses could be what's wrong with some of the with, with the system when you're first doing that test. But what are some of the other common issues with parts to the heating system that you guys run into at this time of year? Well, um, your blower motor usually has a capacitor. Sometimes those will go. Um, um, and you can kind of tell when they're going bad because sometimes they'll swell. And um, then there's uh, fan controls. And those will sometimes go with heat pumps. There's defrost boards. Um, there's reversing valves. You're not going to be able to find those yourself. That that will definitely need a professional. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, heat exchangers are cracked in gas furnaces. Um, so if you notice you're getting headaches mysteriously, your pets are sick, hmm. um, you definitely want to have that heat exchanger um, checked out and make sure it's not cracked because then it's leaking you know, poisonous gas into the house. 
And that unfortunately happens pretty often. So if you do think that's happening, you're going to want to throw open the windows, get some fresh air in there, and then call your call your repairman because that, that's serious stuff there. Um, sometimes blower motors go bad. Um, what else? All oh, oil. There's, uh, gosh, there's burner controls. There's oil pumps. Um, again, fan controls. Those are the most common things that go bad. Yeah. And, and, just, and it's just a matter of... The, the, not only the quicker that you can get it fixed, but also the most cost-effectively, most cost-effective way that you can get them fixed, the better. Right. You know, it's interesting because some brands, and I hate to mention brands because I don't know how much trouble I get into, but some brands want to make sure that you have to come back to them for the parts, mm-hmm. and then they mark them up like crazy. So, um, and other ones are, they will use a universal type part, and then you can... Um, more easily replace it. So we try. We stock. We stock a lot of parts, especially the universal type. Mm-hmm. And so you have certain motors, even that can be a different capacity depending on how you wire them. So we try to stock a lot of those so that you know it, um, it's easy to replace, and we have it on the van, and people don't have to wait. And um, you know, we we hate to have to order parts for people, but we can't. We cannot stock every part for every piece of equipment ever made. We'd have to have train tracks and a train engine and cars and cars <laughs> worth of parts and, and filters, and we just don't. So um, we try and stock those universal parts that work the most. But some brands, you just, they're not very, you know, they don't tell the customer that when they're, um, you know, selling it. <clears throat> so we... We try and stock what we can, and we usually have a, a supplier for most any kind of part. But good deal. Um, we can't stock them all. Gotcha. Yeah. And and for and for those that do use gas to to heat their homes, because this was something that I experienced when I, I was living in my in my old place over on mm-hmm. over on the island before I moved in to my house with my wife. When whenever you start the heater at first, and there is a little, there's like a little bit of a I, I I wouldn't call it like a gas kind of smell, but like something's burning. I understand what you're saying. Is that normal? Um, yes. If it if it burns off fairly quickly, yes. But what happens is dust gathers there. Yeah. Okay. So even though your blower's working, your burners aren't, and so you can have gu- dust kind of gather there. Same with an electric, um, straight electric furnace. You might get dust on the um, electric coils, and then it it burns that dust off. Mm. So that's what that's what's happening there, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty normal. Um, and when you, when you buy a new furnace, often it you know kind of smells when you first start it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's there's some things that it gathered while it was in shipment. And but but, but, but those off. things tend to be pretty normal. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what you want to be careful of too. So sometimes what happens with the gas furnace is, especially if the gas valve um, is not operating, it might be letting gas through, and you'll get a boom. Like a like the gasol um, will be releasing and it won't ignite right away. It's called delayed ignition, and you'll get like a, a just a big boom, like a puff of of gas um, igniting. So that that's a problem. You definitely ah. want to get that. You would definitely want to get that looked at. Yeah, yeah, definitely doesn't sound good, and right, and and, and, and definitely right now that's 
Definitely not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. So, um, yeah, there's the, the gas valves is kind of a common thing, but they usually have some safeties built into. Um, and I would like to say people who have their fan controls go where their fans running all the time. Uh, a lot of people come quite alarmed and they think, oh, it's going to burn up. It's going to burn up. It won't. A lot of people run their blowers all the time for increased air circulation for either humidifying or filtering. Mm-hmm. So it's and it really doesn't use a lot of electric. It, it doesn't. The blower motor itself does not use a lot of electric. So there's no reason to panic. You're going to want to get it looked at so it can operate properly shutting off and on. But if it gets stuck on and the blower's running all the time, you know, you don't have to panic. It. it it, it'll be all right. <laughs> exactly. So, folks, I know it can be, it could be a little bit of a pain to try and run through things with, with the heat right now, especially with as warm as it is right now. <laughs> but the sooner you test things out, the better. And if you do need some help, one professional that you could turn to is Rumor Loudon. So, Kelly, how can people get in touch with you if they need your services? Well, we have um, our offices are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 430. We do not close for lunch. Um, St. Clairsville's number is 740-695-2487. And Barnesville is 740-425-3134. And, um, or you can email us at info at rumorloudon.com. And we have a lot of information on our website at rumorloudon.com. Good so, deal. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Kelly, I thank you so much for coming in today thank and helping you. everybody out. All right. Thanks. Well, that was Kelly Loudon from Rumor Loudon giving us the 411 on everything we need to know about our heating system and tr- trying to diagnose everything right now before old man winter, again, like I said at the beginning, becomes a pain in the you-know-what. So, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of Experts on Demand. Don't forget that you can listen to this on NewsRadio1170.com under Podcasts in the drop-down menu, or if you have the free iHeartRadio app, you can listen to us that way by searching Experts on Demand Wheeling. Till next time, I'm Corey Kluge. Thank you so much for listening and learning from an expert on demand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.